the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is 534 on the Bruce Hooley Show. Even without social media, Donald Trump has found a way to weigh in on the Cleveland Indians adopting the the nickname Guardians for the 2022 season. He said the people of Cleveland cannot be thrilled, and I, as a former, in all caps, baseball fan, cannot believe such things as this are happening. Well, sure you can. He's been paying attention. I know our next guest has. He is... Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. They're a business endeavor that helps business in the state of Ohio. And Matt, I've followed you on Twitter. I really enjoy your Twitter feed. I thought you'd make a great guest on the show. So thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks, Bruce, for having me. All right. So are you a baseball fan? Are you an Indians fan? Do you have an opinion on Guardians? Uh, I am a baseball fan. I'm a Dodger fan uh, since I was a kid in the Baton L.A. Uh, but but look, the, the Guardian thing to me is it, it seems – awful silly because unlike some of these other mascots where the names could yeah you could you could make the case that they're offensive in terms of of the of the portrayal of of native americans right but indians i mean i I just can't fathom why that was deemed to be problematic uh enough that they're going to essentially change the 104 year old name of the team uh just to the guardians and it just seems awful silly to me but you know we live in silly times that we do we certainly certainly do uh all right uh you follow politics closely you have an extensive career in politics uh let's talk about the 15th congressional district here in ohio dispatch today out with the fundraising numbers no surprise mike carries at the top bob peterson is right there uh you're assessing this and no doubt interested in what happens in August. Give me your uh, rundown on what you've seen so far in the campaign. And is it carries because he has Trump's endorsement or do you think we could be surprised? Well, he, he not only has Trump's endorsement, he also has money, right? And, and in politics, that matters an awful lot. And so my sense is in an off-year, off-year election, it's going to be your most uh, rabid uh, uh, voters who show up, and that that's probably going to be the ones that are most supportive of Donald Trump uh, on the right side of the fence, and that's going to help Mike Carey. So I think Mike Carey's in a, a good position, and and I my sense is he'll, he'll probably prevail uh, here in about a month. What I find interesting is that a Steve Stivers took the job with the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, and b that he's endorsed Jeff Larray and has really spent more of more money than Jeff Larray's been able to raise. Uh, is Sty- was Stivers nervous about what might happen to him if he had to run again? No, I, I think Stivers realized that his kind of moderate, squishy on Trump position yep. was going to be problematic for him 
kind of rising into the Republican House and made the decision to make a whole lot more money uh, by coming back to Ohio and uh, taking over the chamber, which is a pretty useless organization, frankly. Um, I don't see it's not very effective. I mean, Ohio, the numbers came out today uh, for the first six months of 2021, and Ohio officially is ranked 51st for job growth in uh, 2021 means we are dead last, wow. including behind the District of Columbia. Wow. So, you know, the chamber's been at it for a long time, and, and Ohio's been pretty stagnant and had pretty weak private sector growth for, for decades now. Uh, and so I, I don't see it somehow becoming effective because Steve Stivers is, is now sitting at the top. All right. Speaking of squishy, uh, the uh, Senate race will replace Rob Portman, uh, hopefully, from my perspective, with a Republican. That side of the race is very interesting. Tim Ryan has it all to himself, screaming Tim Ryan over on the uh, Democratic side of the aisle. Uh, we've got a longer run-up to our Senate primary, and we got some big names in that one and some big money in that one with Josh Mandel and Jane Timken. And I find Bernie Moreno very, very interesting. He's Trumpian in the fact that he's a very successful businessman. And uh, then, of course, J.D. Vance, who's got – J.D. Vance has this weird kind of uh, image to me, and I wonder if you think it's uh, a little bit strange. And, again, we're talking with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. You can find him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. J.D. Vance is like every man, but he's got Peter Thiel, California venture capitalist money behind him. Yeah, so – Okay, well, J.D. Vance is like every man until he went to Yale Law School. <laughs> Since then, he's part of the elite establishment of America, right? I mean, he swims among people like Mark Anderson and Peter Thiel. You know, he, his wife is a Supreme Court justice clerk or was. You know, he, 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 he's not been of the middle class for, for probably a strong, solid decade. You know, he, his story is a fascinating story. I've read his book. I you know, hate to break it to J.D. Most voters probably didn't read his book. I did. Thought it was a great book. Uh, didn't like that it had no solutions. So, you know, great story, J.D., but how do we translate your experience into some type of policy that helps broad numbers of people in your shoes, right? And right. that was completely missing from the book uh, and has been missing, frankly, from his, his, his campaign website and other things. Um, you know, Marino is interesting, as you mentioned, not just because he has kind of that Trump feel. He also, frankly, outraised everybody in the last quarter. Um and that's interesting to me because you've got such big names like, you know, Josh Mandel and Jane Timken also in the race. And then there's word that Matt Dolan, who's a Cleveland guy, is looking at getting in, which would make the sixth big name, not big name, big enough name getting yeah. in. Big money uh, on his side. Yeah. So what that tells me, right, is is this is going to quickly become a who can who can get that bare plurality in a six, seven person bloodbath. Uh, that that is enough to win the primary and go up against Tim Ryan and and because I don't I actually don't think Trump's going to get engaged in the race I think he's going to sit on the sidelines because there are too many people who've kind of been involved with him and I just think they've frozen him for now so my sense is it's just going to be a bloodbath uh, and it's going to be a plurality bare plurality that somehow uh, wins and in that situation you know. I think probably Josh Mandel is in the best seat, but I, you know, like you, I want to take a look, closer look at Moreno. I think he's interesting. Yeah, he's very interesting to me. And again, our guest is Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. Uh, I saw Matt Dolan, who is uh, he's the son of Paul Dolan, right, the Indians owner. 
Um, yeah, and then he's got a bunch of other money up there. But, yeah. yeah, he's got a lot of money behind him, which is how he's got elected to all the positions he's gotten elected to. But he said he's going to go around the state, and he likened himself to Rob Portman. And I thought, you know, uh, no offense, friend, but I would read. I would hope you're better at reading the room to identify yourself with Rob Portman, who uh, is not going to get you any favors because the last time we saw Rob Portman, he's standing outside the White House with Joe Biden's hand on his shoulder when Biden played Mitt Romney and Rob Portman uh, on his, for 15 minutes anyway, bipartisan budget deal. Yeah, look, I mean, Rob Portman is a good guy, but he's a classic establishment Bush kind of person. And, and you know, my sense is, right, he's, he's bowing out at the right time, and hopefully we can replace him with somebody who is, you know, you know, I'm not so much the personality of Trump as I am the Trump policies. Yep. I think the Trump policies are wildly successful and wildly popular, and and I think they're good for America. So to me, you know, if, if that's what we need to replace Portman with because I think he was milk toast when it came to Trump and Trump policies. And so, you know, the, the 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 firmer we can get there, the better for Ohio. I think. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent on that. I share your view that Trump's policies. I always said I focused on the policies, not the person. Uh, because the policies are what matter. That's what endures. We're talking with Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio. Follow him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. One of your uh, many uh, lines on your resume is that you work for the Department of Homeland Security. Um, so you I have did. extensive uh, experience in uh, terrorism, preparedness, and things like that. Given that, Matt, I'd like to know what your view is of the southern border. And we get all caught up in the numbers, and uh, the numbers are the numbers, and the numbers are scary. But there's a deeper meaning to the numbers, and you would be uniquely qualified to talk about why the numbers are scary. Yeah, so look, I mean, it just so happens that, you know, in all seriousness, I've probably written more on immigration uh, and fixing our immigration system than probably, you know, all but five people in the world. Um, And you could find it all at the OpportunityOhio.org website. But but, the reality is, right, we all want to focus this, this issue on you know, a, a bunch of migrant guys and gals coming over to pick lettuce and, to, and, and clean hotel rooms and, <laughs> and whatnot. And, and that's really not the focal point here. The focal point are, are, are threefold. You've got the drugs coming across. In this case, it's now fentanyl and methamphetamine that mm-hmm. is killing 69,000 Americans last year. 69,000 of that fentanyl coming from China, partnered with the Mexican cartels coming across our border and going to the veins of Americans all across our cities. And, and that has got to stop. Number two are is the human traffickers, right? We have, we're having these cartels that are trafficking young women from Central South America uh, over the border. And they, are, they, they take their passport. They have interrogated them so that they know where their families are, reside in, in Central South America so that they say, look, if you try to escape, right, we're going to go and essentially kill your mom, your dad, any other people in your family. And then they move these folks every six weeks uh, from city to city in America where they're forcing them to do 20 tricks, meaning have sex yep. with 20 different men every day, day after day, day after day. And, and, and that has got to stop as well. And then the third piece, of course, is, you know, we're getting lots of hits for, for special countries we keep an eye on in terms of the terrorist threat. And we seem to, you know, let terrorism recede into the background internationally because we want to focus on, you know, January 6th as some type of domestic incident, which it was not. But, you know, we still need to make sure that 20 years, we're coming on the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, you know, that has significance for people in parts of the world that would love nothing more than to maybe hit us again. Yep. And the poorest border on, the, on Texas, Arizona, New Mexico uh, is a huge problem because we keep hitting higher and higher numbers 
of folks from countries of concern. And so, again, when you take that, those three areas uh, and focus on those, you know, the, the numbers that we're seeing come across. And remember, Bruce, when we say we've apprehended a million people, you can just put huge numbers of those we didn't apprehend Correct. that got across that we have no idea who they are, where they're headed, and what they brought with them. That's absolutely right. Uh, Matt Mayer, our guest, opportunityohio.org, and follow him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. We'll end with this one because you guys are uh, focused on business, growing Ohio business, and that was a very depressing number earlier, Ohio 51st in the nation in job growth. Uh, mask mandates, I'm afraid the bricks are building in the wall to reinstitute these. Uh, from a business perspective, uh, what's the opinion of the Ohio business community or what is your view of what that would do to the Ohio business community if we go back to a situation where masks are mandated? You know, I think it's, it would be more of an irritant at this point uh, for, for, for the businesses that have to do the mask mandates again. So, you know, we got to go to Kroger and throw on a mask, uh, even if we're vaccinated. Um, it's a pain, but not that big of a deal. I think the, the bigger issue that worries me, frankly, is, is we're going to throw masks on a bunch of kids in case K-12 education. Uh, where the, their studies are not coming out, that the amount of CO2 that they're that they're you know respirating and stuff like that, it's just not good for these kids to have these masks on all the time. Um, and given the low risk to kids, even if they catch COVID, uh, in terms of the sickness kind of stuff, it's just not there. We've had very few deaths and hospitalizations of kids in the kind of K-12 population. My bigger concern is, you know, what is that going to do versus, okay, so, you know, I've now got to wear a mask again to go into Kroger. If we go to the restaurant, we got to have the mask on as we walk from the door to the table, which <laughs> is just prophylactic, symbolic nothingness. But, but okay, if it makes, you know, people feel better, then, all right, well, let's, let's do it. So, you know, the bigger concern is if we go into any type of shutdown mode, uh, that's what will kill business, especially places in, like Ohio, since we're, we're already dead last. Uh, it'll make things even worse here uh, than they already are. Um, for, for average business holders, small, medium-sized businesses that can't, can't afford to do what the big, the big businesses easily can, can do and deal with, you know? No, absolutely. Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio. I enjoyed our visit. I hope uh, we can do it again uh, sometime soon. Anytime. Love to come on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Matt. There you go. Matt Mayer, follow him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt, and the website of Opportunity Ohio is opportunityohio.org. It is 552, Bruce Hooley Show. Really do appreciate Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio coming on the program, giving us the benefit of his expertise. Uh, we are in a difficult period for business, and I was really discouraged to hear his uh, reporting of the number that Ohio is 51st in job creation. How is that even possible? There are only 50 states. Well, because we have the District of Columbia. So that's a reflection on everybody who has the power to grow business in the state of Ohio. And somebody who understands that is the great team at auinfo.com. That's why they exist to help your business, and they don't charge you for helping your business. They're paid by other businesses, the businesses you do business with, and you choose those businesses, businesses that provide coverage for your employees, whether it's health, dental, vision, disability. And also a big, big problem for a lot of businesses is human resources. There's so many different hoops you have to jump through. Uh, never more true than now, COVID and post-COVID. Who keeps you apprised of all those? Well, um, auiinfo.com for one, because they serve a network of businesses. 
and they stay in touch with you. They're not the kind of people that once you do business with them once, you never hear from them again. No, they are there to maintain a relationship, build a relationship, and help you through the murky waters of running your own business, and particularly a small business. If you have two to 50 employees, auinfo.com can give you the costs, a cost-benefit analysis, the guidance, the money-saving measures. It's a great checklist that they offer and expertise that they provide, all free at auinfo.com. And, yes, you can do it on a chat. If you'd like to talk to them on the phone, you can. You want to meet with them in person, you can. auinfo.com. That's auinfo.com. I was really chagrined the other day when Columbus City Schools decided to prove once again that they care very, very little about their students. They care very, very much about what their teachers' union tells them to do. And they care very, very much about what the uh, left-leaning side of the political aisle and the alarmists and extremists out there want them to do. Um, Those who have uh, no humility, those who have no faith, those who have no eternal perspective, cling to life with white knuckles. And so they uh, magnify the fear of every germ that comes down the road as if it's going to end their existence. And they have a sense of impending doom always, whether it's climate change, whether it's systemic racism. uh, Everything is an existential threat, including every stray germ. So it doesn't surprise me that they've made this move to require children to wear masks, even though some of the kids have been vaccinated, and even though all of the teachers have had the chance to get vaccinated. But it does chagrin me. And so the best way to fight back against this, I think, is to arm you with information. And it's deemed contrarian information because if you dare go against the herd, well, what is wrong with you? Uh, You don't care about other people. Yeah, of course I care about other people, but I also care about freedom and liberty and making my own choices. And the fact of the matter is, You're just not getting all the information. Right now, you're starting to hear about breakthrough cases. Oh, COVID is so mean and nasty that you're getting breakthrough cases. What is a breakthrough case? Well, a breakthrough case is a case of COVID that breaks through the impenetrable wall of vaccinations. And the person gets COVID and dies anyway. And you're hearing the numbers of breakthrough cases of people who died. See how bad COVID is? You know what you don't hear? The number of people who haven't been vaccinated but have their own antibodies who get COVID a second time and recover. You ever see that number? No, and you won't see it either because it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, Marty McCarry, thankfully, is a very smart guy and a guy who is pushing back against all of this nonsense about kids needing to be masked, whether it's in Columbus or in other schools. He's not just some crazy voice in the wilderness. He's a doctor at John Hop- Johns Hopkins. And here he is on the Ben Shapiro Daily Wire podcast talking about kids and COVID and the risk that is painted to be so terrific uh, really is not worth worrying about to the extent that you should Have your kids maybe vaccinated or certainly not masked. Two things are still true, even though the Delta variant may be more likely to cause 
breakthrough infections after vaccination. One is that it's still very hard for this virus, almost impossible to hurt someone young and healthy. And the second point is that the vaccination protection and natural immunity protection are near perfect in preventing severe illness and death. That's why we're not seeing the hospitalization numbers go up, except in those small pockets of the country uh, where vaccination rates are very low. Natural immunity protection. I wrote that down. I wrote it down because it's a phrase I haven't heard. Have you heard that phrase? Natural immunity protection. No. No, you haven't. Fauci doesn't talk about it. Saki doesn't talk about it. Biden doesn't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about natural immunity protection. Do we have any data on how long that lasts? Any studies? No, we don't. We get numbers on how many people have been vaccinated once, twice. We can break down Pfizer. We can break down Moderna. We can break down Johnson & Johnson. We can break it down by age. We can break it down by ethnicity. Do we have any numbers on how many people have had COVID and recovered? No, we don't ever get that number either. Got to ask yourself, why is that? 